Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? Dear Lord, what if I told you that all the things I believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Ah, reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, Lord is terrifying. We're at the fringes of the map. And there's more than just dragons. In your name I pray. Amen. I believe you, Reverend, you've been you've caught the train since before Ariz Pay, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Miguel already knows that he's punched your ticket, so he just waves and you can just go on. But other people start lining up to have their tickets punched. Thank you very much, Miguel. I appreciate it. Most of the other people boarding this train have probably just gotten on here. Reverend, you might be the only person who has been catching this train since before Arispe. You are the only person who can pre-pick where your sleeper is. Of the five passenger cars, each passenger car has five sleeper rooms. So it's car one to five and then sleeper one to five. Which would you like? Uh, It would be car two, room five, because why not go with your birthday? Fair enough, fair enough. And is that in the American fashion? Yeah, that is in the American fashion. All right, cool, cool, cool. Just checking. So (laughs) (laughs) you hop onto the train. And then everyone else, like I said, starts lining up. I assume, Edwards, you are also going to be getting into this line? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm boarding the train here. He's got, I've got my, uh, like my little personal valise and, uh, you know, in, in my hand. And then I have like a stack of luggage on a little rolling cart, mm-hmm. which I, I push to, uh, just the closest oh, Mexican person. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck me. If you could uh, be so good as to take that over to the uh, baggage cart, thank you. And I, I press a penny into his hand. Well, you would see that there are quite clearly a lot of people, uh, a few porters helping people with their luggage and whatnot. And even if you don't immediately find a porter, one of them will eventually get to your luggage and oh, it no, will no, be no. loaded. I, he just I know. It yep. I know. Don't worry. I know. I mean, what I mean to say is, whoever you pass it on to, if they do not already work for the train, they will pass it on for you, rather than pursue that line of questioning. Thank you. As questionable as that line of questioning may be. So, your luggage gets taken into the train. 
And you notice that Otis, Sol, gets in line, but Otis just walks straight onto the train. You you see Mikel eyeing Otis, and clearly there's like a mathematical equation going on in the back of Miguel's mind. And then he just wait. You see him mentally do the equivalent of waving a hand, being like, "Not my problem." And then he starts punching people's tickets. Eventually, he gets to you. Oh, uh, I would say uh, in front of you in line. So obviously, you've not been paying because they none of them were as interesting as Otis. But you do notice that in front of you is a uh, a man probably here from India. You see he has like a slight accent, but he speaks English very well. And he is chatting to the person in front of him who is British. You catch both of their names. The British man is Sir John Crown. And the person in front of you, you find out, is Dr. Arvinder Singh. Uh, Dr. Singh is a medical doctor. You do get that confirmed. While they're just pleasantly chatting, maybe bonding over their mutual love of tea, Sir Crown asks Singh what he does for a living, and Singh explains that he was a medic at first in the East India Company, which you didn't realize had an army, but you learn now the East India Company apparently had an army. He served as a medic in the East India Company and now is a doctor and has a practice in the United States. When it, uh, when it comes time to give my, my ticket... Mm-hmm. I, I want to start patting my pockets as though I can't find it and, and look a little frantic. And go, <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. Uh, I, I had it here somewhere. Oh, wait. And then do the little <laughs> with the with the hand and, and make it like appear. I won't roll for that. I'll say you've done that so many fucking times that you just you're just able to produce it. It's like a rote action. You you're operating on muscle memory. You present it to Miguel. I will make you roll to make Miguel yeah. appreciate Does he this. like it, though? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I want to know. Miguel gives you, like, a wiry half-smile, takes the ticket, punches it, and when he hands it back to you, he says, don't lose it again. <laughs> no promises, dear boy. Uh, what room would you like to take, Edwards? Well, my birthday is uh, February 4th, so I'm going to take 2-4. Both of you start... Well, uh, I I suppose, Reverend, you, if you are in your room right now, you notice that Edwards is taking the room next to yours. And would you be in your room? Uh, I would have went to my room just to put down whatever I took off the train Mm -hmm. with me, probably just the one carry-on bag that I have. I placed it back. I just wanted to make sure that it kept with me. Okay. I'm going to step on out after I put my stuff down and possibly run into him in the hallway as I'm on my way to the dining car. Yeah, the ticketing process didn't take long, so you absolutely would run into each other. Uh, I close the door and I look and I go, oh, uh, uh, good mor- is it morning, afternoon, evening? What is it now? You check your watch. It is currently one thirty-five. Oh, uh, good afternoon. Uh, well, welcome to the train. Uh, why, thank you. Uh, are you the uh, proprietor of this fine locomotive? Uh, no, no, that is not my profession, but... I seem to have been the only one left, so just welcoming more people aboard. That's all. I see this has gone from a sleeper car to the welcome wagon. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that might be true. Yes. Uh, I put out my hand for a handshake and I go, uh, Reverend Daniel Mason, pleasure to meet you. And uh, you are, and <laughs> hold on, I'm getting a thought from above. Uh, I believe you <laughs> are the wondrous Windchill Edwards. <laughs> Ah, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Perhaps it's my reputation that precedes me. Ah, yes. 
Guilty as charged, I'm afraid. Say, you don't happen to have a, a current or recent newspaper about you, do you? You know what? I'm going to roll for that just to see if I would. No worries. While you're rolling, both of you notice, kind of like sidling past you, is a, a man in a military uniform. Both of you recognize it as a French military uniform. Both of you recognize that his insignia marks him as a captain, so a officer of high rank, an important officer. And both of you recognize he has several military ribbons on his breast pocket. You recognize that those are ribbons for accuracy, so like a marksman, and that they one of them is a medal for the famous French victory at the Battle of Stuttgart Hill, which is Germany and France recently just finished a, a war where France pretty handily won. And Battle of Stuttgart Hill was like the turning point in that war. One of the most important battles. This means that he is like a very decorated hero as well. He pushes past both of you and gets one of the other sleepers in this train car. Uh, as he passes, I say, uh, bonjour, Capitan. He nods and just says to you, bonjour, and keeps moving. Uh, I, it does turn out that I do have a newspaper for you. Just one second. And I go into my car, grab the uh, newspaper that I was probably halfway through. and go, uh, this is uh, from about two days ago. And it's the most recent that I have. Much obliged. Thank you. No worries. Uh, I'll be going to the dining car if uh, you'd be making your way that way. Feel free to join me. I may do just that. If you'll give me but a moment to uh, <clears throat> get myself situated in my uh, current uh, accommodations. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, see you soon, then. And I might make my way past him to the dining car. There are two dining cars, as I said before. One of them is kind of like a restaurant, a sit-down place where you have meals. The other one is more of a, a bar slash entertainment area. So, like I said, there's a bar. You can get drinks there. In addition, there's also a, not a grand piano, maybe something more like a piani. Like, you know, the one that plays itself. There'd be one of those. There might mm -hmm. also be something like a chess table there. There wouldn't be enough room for a pool table, but there might be just a, a, just a, a nondescript table where you could play cards at or just sit and have a drink or something like that. So, would you be going to the dining car or the restaurant car? Sorry, I mean the drinking car or the, the bar car or the restaurant car, sorry. I would not be drinking alcohol. I would be mm -hmm. drinking water. So, mm -hmm. whichever one has the chess table and the cards I may go to. Uh, just that would as be a the way. bar. Okay, then I would go there. Uh, I would ask the bartender for a water, which I assume by now they're like, yes, I know you <laughs> want a water. Um. And then I would sit at one of the t tables with games at them. The bartender Enrique Avila, you probably, I, you're, you seem the sort of person who might learn people's names. Yes. Enrique Avila is the bartender. He pours, he has a water ready for you and he slides it over to you as you approach. He waves off any charge as well. He doesn't charge you for water. Well, I do appreciate it, Enrique. Thank you very much. He nods. Of course, sir. Uh, all right. And then I make my way over to one of the game tables. Uh, if, Edwards, you are also making your way, uh, after you situate yourself, would you do anything or would you just go straight to the dining cars? So I'm going to pour over the newspaper as mm -hmm. thoroughly as I can, finding any information, if there are any articles about, current articles about the Bismarck family, the business, anything to do with it. I will make that a wits investigation check. Okay, my wits are four. 
And investigation is two. Six dice. It's a pretty good roll. Four successes. Gosh. All right. Absolutely. So you find a article about the Bismarck Oil and Coal Company. You find that, well, recently the patriarch of the family, their grandfather, Otto Bismarck, not that Otto, just coincidentally, coincidentally had the same name. Otto Bismarck passed away not too long ago. You in fuck with four successes as well. This is maybe maybe just, if I tell you what my my goal is, maybe that'll help sure, you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just trying to find whatever information, as much information as I can, to put together like a really impressive horoscope that will you know butter this guy up but be believable. If the company's making any moves, or uh, you know, if there's any personal information about any of the Bismarcks. Uh, anything like that. You find one of the only articles in all of the Americas that has picked up on the fact that the family refuses to divulge how Otto died. So from that, you very quickly infer that it was probably something either scandalous or possibly maybe something that could hurt the company if it was revealed. In addition to that, you find out that they're having a lot of troubles up north in in Canada. One of their oil refineries up there has been having on-again, off-again issues with the locals. There have been a few protests, people refusing to work. And there have also been like some shutdowns due to what they claim to be technical malfunctions. But you, reading between the lines, realize that there's something else going on there. You find a quote from like the family's lawyer that says, once again, reading between the lines, the quote from the family's lawyer seems to be the sort of thing where it's just like trying to calm shareholders. Okay. The actual wording isn't important. It just, yeah, it's just got the air of like trying to keep confidence in the company at a reasonable level. Got it. All right. Um, after having, you know, digested that, uh, I, I fold the, the paper back up and make my way to the dining cars to see if I can find the uh, reverend to return his paper. You get there at about the same time as the British gentleman that you uh, that you were listening to in the line. He is sitting... Oh, uh, also, reverend, you spot this British gentleman walking in. I guess you don't know he's British, but you do see that he's quite well-dressed, wearing like a three-piece suit, bowler hat. Uh, he sits down at the bar and orders a old-fashioned. Or maybe, no, he just orders a scotch. He's just having a scotch and eat. He is still conversing with the doctor. You learn both of their names. You learn Sir John Crown and Dr. Arvinder Singh. They're just chatting now about their reasons for traveling. And John Crown explains that he is a traveling salesman, that he is here on business. And Dr. Arvinder Singh explains that he has very recently opened up his clinic in the Americas or in uh, America. And he is, he sent his family ahead of him. And now he finished up every, all of his business in India. And now he is moving on to meet his family in the United States. Edwards, you walk into them having that conversation as well. You spot each other. Ah, I wave the, the paper above my head and walk over to the reverend. Well, welcome back. Well, thank you very much, sir, and thank you for the loan of your periodical. And I hand it back to him. You are one fast reader, as I take the newspaper and I put it next to me. 
Uh, you know, it's very important to be able to process information quickly. I find that to be the case so often in life. Uh, I looked down at the chess table that he sat at, and I said, do you play? Uh, I have dabbled when I was a child. My father taught me a little bit of how I play. I haven't played a good match in a long time, though. Would you care for a game? By all means. Right. Uh, white or black? I never make decisions that important this early in the day. <laughs> well, Very good. <laughs> considering your defensive strategy, let's say that you're black this game, I'll set up the white. And I go to set up the pieces. Uh, I Halfway through setting them up, I go to put the queen on black, and then on white, and then on black, and I go, oh, queen, oh, queen on color. All right. And I put the queen on the white one. It's been a while since he's played. <laughs> While you're setting up, you spot several more people entering into the uh, entering into the bar car. You spot the marshal from earlier. He walks in. He sits down at the bar and starts loudly ordering drinks. It looks like he's aiming to get drunk. No role required. You see very clearly the man wants to be intoxicated. Two women enter. They aren't having a conversation. They don't seem to notice or don't seem to be chatting with each other or anything like that. They just coincidentally enter at the same time. One of them is a very, like, a rough. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. ...tumble-looking sort of woman. She's got the air of, like, a female adventurer, like a, a, a Jane Goodall or something like that. She's wearing kind of that classic bustle, so like, a, uh, like the, little, uh, the little bump thing that goes over the rump. And some uh, some other like uh, accoutrements of a lady of class, but you can see that they're kind of set up in a way that would allow her still a lot of movement or action if she needed. She also strapped to one of her hips has a riding crop and a pistol. Oh my word! <laughs> the other woman is a little bit more plainly dressed. You see, once again, she's kind of dressed as a, a woman of class with not so many of the trappings, I suppose. She has like a lovely summery sort of dress and she in one hand carries a like a little purse and then in the other hand she is twirling a pencil. 
both of them sit down at separate tables and just kind of like contemplating. So for your game of chess, I am going to allow you to justify any two attributes or an attribute and a skill. You just have to explain to me why you're using it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Just to jog your like uh, uh, mind, get the juices flowing, I'll give you some suggestions. So obvious ones would be resolve intelligence. That would allow you to kind of plan out the board, plan out your moves, try and think of your opponent's moves. Another one you could do would be composure wits or composure empathy, actually, to read your opponent and try and anticipate their moves. I think that's going to be... That's going to be my... I was going to see if I could use uh, Empathy Cold Read, but I don't really think that applies here. So I'm going to go Composure Wits and just play according to reading the opponent. And what would you like to pick, Josh? I would say that he is not necessarily playing to be a competitive person. Okay. He is playing to take up the time, and a lot of his time is listening uh, to be able to gauge who he's talking to, gauge if it's going to be a dangerous situation for him, given his time in and around the war, and also if he can help people. So it's a fair balance of that. So he would more so play in a reacting style to how uh, his opponent is playing. Well, I will then, instead of a role for the game itself, I'm going to get you to make, or I'm going to make for you, a composure empathy check just to learn or just to get the measure of the man in front of you. Okay. Composure is three. Empathy is two. All right. So, Edwards. That's me, baby. One success, which gives you... uh, It's also a reroll, which gives you two successes. So, you are... uh, I'm going to do this across three different roles. So, you immediately get the upper hand. You control the middle of the board and one of the sides of the board. You have a lot of space to maneuver your pieces into various different positions. You take a commanding lead in the game of chess. And then the Reverend. Oh, unfortunately, no successes. All that you really get is that Edwards seems to be focused on the game. That's really all you get from him. I I like to think that I was going into this like... Not necessarily really trying, but now I find Mm -hmm. myself really sincerely needing to try to just gain some ground whatsoever. So my strategy goes from him to the table. Okay. Well, for the second round, would you like to make the same roll, Edwards, or would you like to change it up? Uh, I'm going to say that seeing that I I took, I'm taking such a commanding lead, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start playing a little more casually and like making a few mistakes. Ah, because I feel like uh, I feel like Winchell's a little bit of a, a people pleaser. Okay, needs folks to like him. Sure. Okay. Okay. He sees this this Reverend getting a little frustrated in their game. Now he has. Now that he knows he can beat him, he's uh, going to start making <laughs> some intentional errors. Would you like to still win, or are you just trying to even it up a little bit? Uh, sorry. I... Are you trying to win, but even it up a little bit? Or are you just going to let him win and you're just making sure he doesn't think that you're trying to lose? 
I mean, he's still he's still kind of a piece of shit, though. So like, okay. he's definitely still kind of trying to win. He just is, is, you know, like easing off the gas a little. And then, Reverend, how would you like to try and win? I would like to use the intelligence and composure because I am now trying to keep my composure and my cool because I'm feeling oddly competitive all of a sudden and maybe it was just my negative feelings towards this person outside the train that are now mm-hmm. seeping in and like i can't let this charlatan win so i'm going to pull on my intelligence which is a two and my composure that's a three to keep my cool and try and at least not get my ass kicked sorry butt kicked terrible language <laughs> so the whole time by the way i'm smiling and making polite conversation asking him about his you know like just the the details of who he is you know five dice once again for each of you that ooh, reverend two successes and a re-roll three successes and another re-roll four successes and another re-roll holy son of a bitch (laughs) four successes my god and edward's two successes both re-rolls Three successes, but that's it, unfortunately. So ah, well. you start, you, it, 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 you don't start losing, it just evens out. So now both of you have kind of just pushed your front lines into the middle, and neither of you control more of the board than the other one. This is what, this is what everybody tunes in for, this hot, <laughs> hot chess action. <laughs> the most exciting part of this middle part of the game is when you very quickly exchange queens. So now neither of you have a queen to operate with. At this point, one of the women, the one with the pistol on her hip, has gotten up and has also wandered over to the bar. The British man, Sir Sir John Crown, has gotten up from the bar, come over to your chess game, and is just watching intently. And another woman has entered. She's wearing like a, a fancy petticoat, a bit of jewelry. She looks kind of like the woman with the pistol on her hip. She looks like a bit like her, but just doesn't look like she's ready for a fight. She has in one hand, or in both hands, sorry, she has a purse significantly larger than the other purse that you saw before. She walks over and also starts taking in your game. They both seem very, both her and the uh, the British man, Sir Crown, both seem very interested in your game. And- ah, Reverend, you put me in a position I have a few options here. I can accept your gambit. I can decline it. But I think I'm going to go for the Slav defense. (laughs) I see another chess players in this game. I understand. Before you begin the third and final part of this game, your two audience members just have a quick conversation. You already know Sir Thomas Crown, but now you learn that the other woman, she speaks with a, a, a heavy accent that both of you pick up as being German. The other woman is Frida Dietrich. Since there is a, a woman nearby, I, I'm going to turn and flash her the winningest smile I can muster and say, uh, don't worry, Fräulein, as he is a man of the cloth, I shall make his defeat as painless as possible. Oh, yeah, I wish to see this. She turns and gives you a big smile back, and you see that half of her face, she, she was like turned away the entire time, so you didn't notice this. Half of her face mm-hmm. is covered in scar tissue. She's got like a massive, from her neck up to reaching up to one of her eyes, a massive like, just uh, like a claw had been dragged through her face. And then when it reaches that eye, you see that it is glossy and pure white. I want, I want to not 
visibly register that that is in any way upsetting. I want to hold that smile as steadily as possible. You, uh, uh, all right. So Reverend, you spotted, like she hadn't been, she had been turned in such a way that you had already spotted this Reverend. So because you are not in any way shocked by this reveal, you notice that she quite obviously tried to shock Edwards. Like she did this on purpose. She knew the reaction she would get doing that. It feels a little bit, you get a little bit of a, a moment of like a cat playing with a mouse. And then just for a brief, just for the tiniest of seconds, that little part of the back of your head that's like predator, just like predator, and then goes away. Hmm. Hmm. And then for the third and final section, how would each of you like to play? Well, to answer the uh, jab that was said, (laughs) uh, I just look at the board and I uh, tap my cheekbone, you know. Well, there. In order for that to happen, you need to beat me first. And uh, last I checked, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he's on my side this game, and I move a pawn forward. Very good. I will say for the Reverend, you will be making a intelligence resolve. Maybe that feels like the sort of you're trying to like suss it out through like the mental arithmetic of the board. Mm-hmm. And may I ask, Edwards, when you were talking about the Slav defense, was that a bluff or do you actually know of a Slav defense? Yeah, no, he, he's, he's just saying words. He's just saying stuff. He heard somebody say that once. I'm going to make that then a presence subterfuge check because you're tricking your opponent into doing something that you're not into responding to something that you're not doing. I feel like uh, feel like Winchell is a is a very um, intuitive Sure. Chess player, like you know, he's, 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 he's instinctual rather than uh, actually knows anything. That gives you, uh, that gives you a dice pool of seven compared to the five that uh, the Reverend has. So, Reverend, you're on the back foot. He's tricked you into defending against something that's not happening. Josh, what did you get? I got a one, Adam. Ralph, what did you get? I also got a one. <laughs> <laughs> It ends in a draw. It's a stalemate. <laughs> you, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it ends in such a way that Edwards, you are beaten back till just your, like you are uh, constantly being put in check. But the problem is the Reverend, while he has a stronger position, he actually can't pin down your king. Your king keeps moving out of, uh, out of check, out of place. And then eventually you are forced to declare a draw because neither of you can can win. The the little audience, Dietrich and Crown, both give like a little clap. Crown says, oh, bravo, bravo. A good show, good show from both of you. Very exciting. I'm, I'm legitimately impressed. Uh, I, I stand up and I, I offer the Reverend my hand and I say, that was a very fine game of chess. Thank you. I sure was. I was not expecting to get in the competitive spirit, but you brought it out of me. So a very good game, sir. Uh, much appreciate the game. Slav defense. Huh. I distinctly remember it being different, but I guess there's been a variation since I've last seen. Ah, per- perhaps I misspoke. It was a defense I learned from a Slav. You see, I've spent much time in Europe. I see. 
Incredible. At about this point in your conversation, you were both loudly interrupted by the marshal who issues a burp so meaty that you think you can smell it from the other end of the car. (laughs) Nice meaty burp. That's what I like. (laughs) With that, uh, a bunch of people start getting up and heading into the restaurant car. You realize it's dinner time. You've been playing this game for some time. Now... Uh, really quick, you were asking me during the game different questions about myself wanting to talk. So was there anything that you wanted to get from me during that conversation? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, just basic biographical information, you know, who you are, where you're from. Uh, where's your ministry? Uh, you would have learned that his full name is Reverend Daniel Jean Mason, J-E-A-N. He's French. Uh, he is from Virginia, uh, usually around, not usually, he's from the Richmond area of Virginia. Um, his family came over in the 1400s, so his family's been around for quite some time. He has an older sister. Uh, he had a younger brother, but he was stillborn. Uh, and he is ordained in the Methodist Church. He doesn't really have a place of ministry. He is a wandering um Wandering reverend who, uh, during the war, was handing out Bibles because the press was in the north, and even though the press wanted to give Bibles to both sides of the war because of different barricades going on, the south was not able to receive them, so he gave them out to anyone who needed them, specifically the New Testament that was given out by the American Bible Society. Uh, That was usually the one held by soldiers because it was a uh, lightweight one that they were able to have on their person, and he shows you his personal copy which is missing the book of uh second peter and it was given to him by his father and i would say that's probably as much as you learn i think in spite of himself uh winchell is taken with this uh intrepid reverend i think i usually as a rule avoid uh men of the cloth for various reasons but uh he likes this guy deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.